Welcome to another message from C3 Mumbai. For more information about C3 Mumbai, please visit our website c3mumbai.com or visit our Facebook page. Where did Jesus go on a Monday? Wow, very interesting question. And so let's have a look at the Word of God. There's a few scriptures I just want to touch on uh, just to set the, um, the foundation of where we want to go. And uh, let's have a look at this. Let me first go to the right place. The first one's in 2 Peter. Uh, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 in the New Testament says, uh, By His divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Especially those this morning who have accepted Jesus. This is so pertinent to you, but to each one of us. God Himself has given us everything we need. Hmm. Everything, everything you need to live a godly life. That's amazing. Because on our own, we just live good, maybe. But with Jesus, connected to his spirit, something really happens. Then let's go to another scripture, and just down the verse, the same chapter, uh, verses 5 to 7. It says, in view of what I've just written there, divine power, Uh, Verse 5, it says, in view of all these things, make every effort to respond to God's promises. We heard this morning that reading, wasn't that a great reading? That God says, I will rebuild you. That's his promise. So no matter where we come from, no matter what's happened to us emotionally, mentally, physically, God said he will rebuild. And this is the right place to be rebuilt. It's a safe place to be rebuilt. And so he says, in view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence. In ourselves, we can't do that, but with Jesus, man, we go to another level. We go to another level altogether. And then he says, with his moral excellence, with, with, with knowledge, and with knowledge, with self-control, and self-control with a patient endurance. Help me, Jesus, with patient endurance, with a driver here in Mumbai, but I need that. And patient endurance with godliness, and godliness with a brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love for everyone. Wow, that's quite a mouthful. But we're talking about the heart of the king. That's him. Everything that Jesus is in his heart, that is him. Now, we cannot see that as a church. We cannot necessarily see that as individuals because God is invisible, but this is his heart. And when his heart is in our heart, we see this amongst one another. That's what it's all about. We see this amongst each other. And I just want to put a, uh, uh, bring clarity here. When I speak about Jesus, or when I speak about the Holy Spirit, or when I speak about Father God, I'm talking about the eternal God. The one and the same. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, the one and the same. So when I use the word God, I'm not talking about a small g God. I'm talking about the creator of heaven and earth. So just that we understand, because I intermingle sometimes those words, and sometimes, especially if we're not uh, afraid with what the Bible has written, we can, well, now he's talking about this. No, I'm talking about God, the God, the one that some of you have accepted this morning as your Lord and Savior. And, and so we're talking about, where does Jesus go on a Monday? Where does Jesus go on a Monday? We'll get there. Because today is still Sunday. So hopefully he's here. He hasn't gone ahead of us. But maybe he has. Maybe he's gone ahead of us. 
Then let's uh, look at verse 8. It says that in the same book, uh, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2, it says, uh, The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. The more you grow. Hello, folks, come in. We'll find some seats for you. Somebody will make it something available there. And I have no problem if some of you youngsters want to come sit on the floor here. You know, you young, strong, burly men. You know, give up your seat for the ladies. There we are. Come on. Great. Come sit here. I'm not sitting here. Come sit here. Come sit here. Sit on my seat. Sit on my seat. Doesn't matter. This is great, Ryan. The prophetic word I gave you two years ago. Great. Welcome with us, man. Come here, some seat here. Don't, mind, don't worry, just come sit. Great. This is wonderful. We're just talking about the Word of God. We don't mind being disturbed. Great. Wonderful. Welcome with us. Hey. You can sit on the seat, guys. You can sit there. Fine. I'll give you permission to sit next to my wife. Sit down. <laughs> just keep your hands to yourself, but you can sit next to my wife. Welcome with us. Great. Is this the first time you guys are coming, or have you been here before? You've been. Oh, you've been before. Okay. But you brought everybody else with you. Yeah. Oh, good for you. <laughs> so are you comfortable at the back there? You, there's a seat here. Come. Otherwise, come sit here. Welcome. You'll be the first one to catch a good word. <laughs> they catch it secondhand. Isn't this great? Could you imagine in the time of Jesus, when Jesus was walking on the face of the earth, and you're standing by the river, I mustn't get sidetracked here, but you're standing by the river, and you st- the next minute, these people are hungry. These people, they've been here all day. I hope you've got some nice cake out there. I believe there's some Christmas cake that you can order, some very nice stuff. But, and Jesus, let's just feed them. So let's just get fed by the word of God right now. Let's just all settle right now. Um, because, yeah, as a matter of fact, let's stand up. Let's stand up, because some of us were twisting around, and we got our clothing all messed up, and we wanted to see you were walked in. Um, so let's just stand up, because what we've got to say is really important. And it's great that we're all here today. Thank you so much. How are you doing? You're good. You're happy today? Good. Okay. Father, we want to say thank you for those that have joined us, and those who might still come in. Thank you, Lord. You know who needs to be here today. You know what word you have for them personally. Holy Spirit, have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's take our seats or take a piece of the floor wherever you are. And if anybody feels like playing the drums while I'm speaking at the right time, you can. there's a seat there. Okay, let's go. We're talking about where does Jesus go on a Monday? So I'm not going to go back on, the script, on some of the verses. Um, you can get those from your friends. Uh, but where does Jesus go on a Sunday? And it says that uh, verse 8 here, the more that you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. The heart of the king is that you and I have his heart and we become more productive. 
He wants us to have a life that is so exciting. He wants us to have a life where we're asking God to provide for us, and he provides in such a way that we're going to start giving other people competition because we're going to become famous as an actor. And he's a preacher. Machine gun preacher. But you see, why does that happen? I'll tell you why. Because where does Jesus go on a Monday? He goes back into the community where you belong. But how does he go back? Well, we're going to get there now. How does he go back? Because this is great. This is like coming to the fuel station. And I've seen some three-wheelers. They stand four kilometers here in uh, Mumbai. When you get fuel, you're very fortunate. You've got a seat here today. Come next week, you might not get a seat. Better bring your own camping stool. <laughs> because the more that you discover that God's power is real, the more you want to bring other people. They will feed off your hearts. Like we feeding off the heart of Father King, they're going to feed off you. And so let's go further on this. And uh, normally when preachers preach, they start in the beginning of the Bible and they go to the end. I'm going the other way around. See, I've been in Israel, so they go from the other side. But uh, let's go to the book of John chapter 15. And I'm just setting a foundation for us. And then we're really going to... If we got the time. Okay, John 15 verse 5, it says, um, we're talking about the heart of the Father and where does Jesus go on a Monday? Uh, it talks about, this is the words of Jesus. In every Bible, these words are in red. Wherever there's red, this is the canon. This is the canon of everything that God said to the disciples. Everything that they witnessed and everything that he said is in red. And this is what he says. He says, yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Patience, long-suffering, kindness, gentleness, the things that we spoke about earlier. And if you do more of that, you become more useful. Useful. Let's go a little bit further. What else does God say we must be? Let's go back to the book of Matthew, the first book in the New Testament. Well, actually, it's in the Old Testament, because uh, if you really want to understand that, but let me not get into that. Uh, in the Bible, it says in the New Testament, New Testament, yeah, Matthew chapter 5. And yet tells us, I'm talking about, and we're going to get there now, where does Jesus go on a Monday? Do we just come to church, have a great time, get some nice feelings of God? Maybe a prayer is answered. Someone gives their life to Jesus. Uh, they cross over that line. They have, they, they're drawn by the, the Spirit of God to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. So we have a wonderful time. And then we have some coffee. And the moment we leave the doors of Studio 10, we think we leave him behind. Most people in the church do that. They do not really understand, and when I say most, I'm talking globally, they do not understand that Jesus goes with them. Why? Because he said, I'm the vine and you the branches. I'm in you, and as I'm in the Father, I'm in you, and together we are together. So once we've accepted Christ, he is all, even when you go to the bathroom, even when you're watching movies you shouldn't be watching, He is there. 
because we've accepted him and he wants us to display his hearts. His heart is different to the heart that we find in the world. And so it says here that you are the salt of the earth. What good is salt if it's lost its flavor? Especially all you Indian ladies with your curries and your spices. We spent a whole month in uh, Trinidad, Tobago. Experienced a 7.9 Richter scale earthquake. We thought we were going to go to heaven. Thank God we're here. But you know, they know how to cook as well. They got spices, but salt and pepper. Without it, the food is bland. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Life without Jesus is actually very bland. It runs out. Life without Jesus is bland. And so he says it's lost its flavor. Can you make it salty again? No, you can't. It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No light is a lamp and then no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a, a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand like this place. This church is on a stand. The people that went to that exhibition outside, we've got to trust God that as they walk here, they see those, the, those fancy uh, logo of yours, and they get attracted because they haven't seen it before. So get ready. Some people could still come in here. What's your expectation? Okay, they most probably heard the singing that you did. So this is a place where there is a light. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see that everyone, Everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Amen. So, where does Jesus go on a Monday? He goes with you to do good deeds. He goes with you to show people that your life has taken on a different meaning. For those who accepted Christ this morning, your life is no more empty. You're going to make some decisions still to come, but now there's a reason to live. Don't have to wake up in the morning and feel, oh, like our dear lady did this morning with communion. Say, Lord, I'd, I think we all feel like that. Don't want to get out of bed. But you know when you know Jesus, look what happened. All of a sudden, he just changes things. He gives you a verse, and you're standing up here. And if you hadn't told us that you were whatever, we wouldn't have believed you anyway. Because the glory of God is all over you. And the words that you spoke are words of life. And it touched each one of us. It was like, are you sure you're talking about the same person here? That's what God does. His heart pounds in us. It's like, and people pick it up. It's like, wow. I was reminded this morning about your daughter. As I was holding her, I didn't, I didn't ask to pick her up. She came running. I think she spoke to you. She came here and said, please pick me up. Can you pick me up? And it reminds me of Jesus. Each one of us. All we have to say is, Jesus, please pick me up. And he will pick you up. Amen. Your emotions, your sickness, your strife, wanting to stay in bed, all those things. He will just pick you up. And as I held her, he will hold you so secure. He'll hold you so secure. And for a while, I thought she had fallen asleep. Because those who were behind saw, she put her head down. Now, I'm only a man. I'm a grandfather, but I'm only a man. But surely, 
she recognized something in my life that she could be so at peace with that she could just relax. That's like our Jesus. That's just like Jesus. We can have this security, sir, that when we're in his presence, we can be so vulnerable, we can be transparent, because he knows anything, because we don't have to hide from him, because he knows everything. And we can just be so secure, can even fall asleep in his presence. That's Jesus. It's a wonderful privilege to have that happen. But now let's go to the crux of the matter. On a Monday, Jesus goes to town. On Monday, Jesus goes to work. On Monday, Jesus goes to college. He goes to the film studio. He goes to the, uh, uh, the ramps. Where, oh, those who know Renette, she's in uh, Switzerland at the moment. She sends greetings. Okay? Uh, so those who are modeling on the ramp, that's where Jesus is, if you know him. So you can strut your stuff with confidence and not swag but have a confidence more than all the other models because you have Jesus inside of you. You can be the best captain of the film industry because Jesus has placed you there. Like what's happening with you. That other thing is just a formality. So, Jesus goes where you go. So it's important where you go. It's important what you do. It's important that you know that you're the light and the salt. It's important that you know that you carry the anointing of God. It's important for us to understand as believers who accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior that we are filled and baptized with the Holy Ghost and with power. Because there is lots of false power out there. But when you come with Jesus and you say in the name of Jesus, be healed, man, something's got to happen. It has to. You see, you might be an individual who is, who is uh, soft and, 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 and just gentle of nature. That's great. But when the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you, Jesus wants to be with you. The world is looking for people that will stand up for what is right. And according to Scripture, when Jesus comes into a person's life, they become just like that. But unfortunately, there are some things in our life that sometimes prohibit us from realizing Jesus is with us. We go through issues of life, and, the, and sometimes you want to speak to somebody, and it's like, no, I can't do this. And so let's go to the Old Testament just for a few minutes uh, in the book of Judges. This is a story about Gideon uh, and uh, the, the children of Israel uh, that were under attack, and they were hiding, and, and God needed somebody to do something. And uh, I haven't got time to read the whole story, but he chose Gideon. Uh, and in verse 6, uh, verse 14 of uh, chapter 6 of Judges, uh, God said to Gideon, um, he, God turned to him. Hey, isn't that interesting? You know, God pays attention to you. He, I, can't, I don't know how he does this, but yet it says he turned to Gideon. He got Gideon's attention. He turned, like Moses with the burning bush, they got the attention. God got Gideon's attention. He turned to him and said, listen, you 
must go with strength that you have, the strength that he's given him, and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I am sending you. That's the same that we find in the, in the Mark, uh, the last words of Jesus. He said to all of us, especially those who've accepted you, he said, go and make disciples. We come to church, but we take him with us on a Monday. He wants to go with on a Monday. Those who play golf and you hit skew and your ball takes a wide turn, he's there with you, laughing at you. Jesus is real. He is there. He's, he's our friend. He's our counselor. He's our guide. He's our protector. Jesus goes with you wherever you go. But we need to come to the place where we understand that. We need to come to the place where we understand that and appreciate it and actually live it. Yeah, God gave them an instruction to, uh, to go fight the Midianites. Very interesting. And this is just a few points I want to help us with this morning and then see what God does. The Midianites. Who were the Midianites? They were another nation that came against the Israelites, and uh, they, they did all sorts of things. They were worshippers of Baal, just like they were the descendants of the Amorites. And so they were worshipping Baal. They gave their kids to, they burnt their kids to Baal, and the women were used, the uh, Midianite women were used to go and seduce the men so they can worship this false god of Baal. And God said throughout history, even to Moses and Joshua, he said, I want you to kill them. Oh, you see, because God's a just God. Because he knows if you get mixed up with the wrong things, you'll be totally seduced away from the truth. And so the spirit of Midianite talks about a seduction away from the original spiritual energy and alertness with Christ. Sometimes we get up in the morning or through the day, and we just don't feel like, I had this connection with God, but somehow something's happened, my connection's broken. A seduction has come. Because seduction works very, very, very subtly. So what, uh, what happens is God wants to go with us. Jesus wants to go with us on a Monday and a Tuesday and a Wednesday. But then it's like, shoot, all of a sudden I feel like I'm, I just don't want to do it. We've been seduced. Because that thing still hangs around. What happened with the Midianites, because of what they were doing, and you need to go read the whole story, so I'm just taking out one or two things here, is that um, all of a sudden, because uh, they were being seduced, they started to cover sin. Hmm. You mean we can talk about sin in the church? Of course. It's the right place to talk about it. Sin is sin. Okay, what is sin? What is sin? Uh, can I talk about what is sin? What is sin? Okay. Let me put it this way. The marriage bed is left for married people. If you're not married, you're sinning against your own body. Simple. If you're telling lies and you know it's a lie and it's not honest, if you're stealing, if you're doing other stuff that, that comes against your conscience and, and it's like, and then you know. The Bible says it's sin. Very easy. We don't have to have a big debate about it. But what do we do when we're not in true connection with God? We try to cover it. Now, we're staying together because it's convenient. We save money. Have you heard that before? Not in this church. But all around the world, I hear that. Now, we're staying together because it's convenient, because we save money. It's so expensive. 
Hey, if you want the blessings of God, you'd rather choose the way of God. And it's just right, eh? You don't like me anymore. Some of you are going, oh, okay. But what happens when, we, when there's a seduction away from God, it's easy to cover up those things that we would not normally cover up. And then as a continuation of that, what happens with this type of spirit that God wanted them to kill? And when you go through the New Testament, you find it is still there. Although Jesus hung and died on the cross, it is still there because we are the ones who are waging war. We are the ones that meant to make sure that when we go out with Jesus on a Monday, we actually help people to understand these things. But if it's still part of our life, it's very difficult. And so there's this whole thing taking us away from the original source of God. Then it's easy to cover sin. And it's like, you know, things, no, this is all right. I don't have to go. You know, don't worry about it. Then what happens? There's a nurturing of wrong habits and morals. The aim of our enemy, church, please listen. We're at war. We have a nice time here. We have a party. We jump. We sing. All that is part of the package. But the ultimate thing is we're at war. The war between good and bad. The war between the God and other small Gs. Because every knee will bow and every tongue will confess sometime that Jesus Christ is Lord. We cannot escape that. But what happens, this, this thing that God wants us to be careful of is that we start and we start to nurture wrong habits. Well, you know, we, we get tired and so we get seduced. You don't have to read your Bible so much anymore. You know, they think you're crazy. You read your Bible once throughout the whole year. Every day you read, you don't have to do that. You know the Bible. You read it last year, this new year coming. Don't worry about it. So you create a new habit. And you stop reading the Bible. And all of a sudden, other things say, well, if, you know, God doesn't speak to me. And of course he doesn't. Because you haven't been reading his love letter. And then all of a sudden, you sit in the service that, uh, that your pastor, and I listen to most of his sermons. Very good, man. This pastor of yours, he, oh, give him a hand. He can do a great sermon. And some of the visitors that you've had. But then you come to church and it's like, all of a sudden you used to agree. You're excited. You are passionate. But now all of a sudden it's like, come on, Ryan, get over it, man. Come. I've had enough of this. Because a new habit has been formed and you've created new values and even your own personal moral standing can sometimes take a sideways journey. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Okay, thank you, Jesus, I had the right message. It's very important. And so, we're just talking about where does Jesus go on a Monday. He wants to go with every single one of us. He wants us to be the light of the world. He wants us to be the salt. He wants us to be individuals that know him intimately. He wants to be the one that when he speaks to us, we listen to him. We do not have to compromise between our... You see, we mustn't... What happens with this seduction is we, we get to a place in our lives where we get so seduced from the, the source of God that it becomes just convenient. Convenient. 
to go to church. Convenient to be amongst the Christians. It's convenient. Because maybe there's a contact there. Maybe there's a rich dude there. Maybe there's a film producer. Maybe there's somebody there I can connect with. And guess what? Thank you, God. I've got a... No, no. It's convenient. But you see, when we stay connected to the main source, when we stay connected to the main source, it's conviction. Conviction. Husband and wife. I think I've got five minutes. eh? Husband and wife. They're having a bit of an argy-bargy. It's always so nice to come back here because every time we come, there's a wedding. (laughs) And I'm so sorry I'm missing the Friday night prayer thing because my very first introduction here, we remember, we had a great party that night. eh? We were like, wow, don't miss it. This is your first time for coming today. This event, this praise event, if ever you want to have a a heavenly, powerful, God-presence party, come to this. It'll save some of your lives. Now I've lost my track. What was I talking about? Uh, 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 They married, and so, you know, all of a sudden... Um, the, the, the enemy comes and he seduces, because we're living in a world that's so full of media, a world that just wants to distract everyone. We fight it all day long. And then they come and, well, it's not so bad. I can look at this bird over here, girl, woman. I can look at a chick, whatever you want, whatever year you were born. <laughs> Chassis if you were born in the 50s. <laughs> you know about that, eh? You don't, eh? You should call them chassis. In our teenage years, you go to the school dance, and you see this nice girl. Bring your chassis and come irritate the dance floor with me. How's that? There's something new for your book. Okay. But then all of a sudden, because you're seduced, all of a sudden because you're starting to have new, uh, you're covering up, and, and before long you find yourself in somebody else's bed because it's out of convenience and out of conviction that you've stayed true to your marriage vows. I think the bus just stopped right there. This is not to condemn anybody. Please. I love you. I love you very, very much. But more than me loving you, Jesus loves you. And he wants you to have a full, happy, complete life. And he wants to go with you on Monday. When you wake up on Monday, it's like, here I am. What are we going to do today? Catch the bus. Okay, have patience. Okay, Lord, you have patience. And enjoy the ride. Where does Jesus go with you on Monday? Hmm. Where does he go with you on Monday? Is he allowed to go with you? (laughs) That might be another sermon. Is he allowed to go with you on Monday? Or is it just for you? I needed some time. I had some time to kill. And so... Let me just come and see what these crazy people are doing in C3. You know, they, they make a lot of noise. But actually, if you, if you get past the noise and you feel the intensity of the love of Jesus, then you know why they make the noise. I love my wife very much. And I'm not ashamed. And I talk about it. And in the south, where we're going, you know, you've got to be these Indians down there, man. They just need a brand new brain. They need to wake up. Because when I walk with my wife, I like to show her and everybody else that I love her. 
And then you see some of these other men and these other women. It's like, don't touch. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't. You, can't, you can't show your affection. Man, can you imagine if Jesus did not show his affection to you? How dry and dead you would be. It will be a formality. Well, I love you, but just stay over there. <laughs> just stay over there. Don't come close, because I might get all happy. <laughs> that was for the married people. Where does Jesus go with you on a Monday? When Ryan confirmed this date, when we had come back from Trinidad, Tobago, and we were just sojourning back in Durban for a little while, catching our breath, and he confirmed, the moment he said yes to this Sunday, God said, ask him where I go on a Monday. I don't dream up these things. I don't dream up these things. I, I hopefully am listening to what God is saying, because God is speaking to each one of us here. Where does God go with you on a Monday? Are you ashamed? Do you get embarrassed? Do you get shy? You know, especially those that have crossed over the line of faith and belief. Yeah, you were wherever your ancestors were, empty life. The Bible, you... We won't go back there, but that's what it said. Empty life. And, and some of you this morning stepped over into a fullness of life. Because I will give you life and give you life more abundantly. And so now that you're here, it's like, especially for you, you have the Spirit of God within you. And He wants you to be the light. He wants you to be the salt. And He wants you to do good. Are you doing good? Are you doing good? Let me just, as I come to it, ask this question. You know, I like asking questions. I like to agitate your thinking. I want you to think. Christianity doesn't mean we've got dead minds. Our minds are very much alive. Our thought processes are active because we take the Word of God and we think about, does this apply to me? You said it this morning. Study the Word of God about giving, and, and when it, you believe it, man, it happens. It's not because he said it, but someone has to say it. So, where does Jesus go on a Monday? Where is he going to go tomorrow? Which is Monday. He wants to go with everybody, especially those that know him as Savior, so that wherever you are, you can impact your environment. When was the last time, talking to the believers now, believers, by that I mean you've accepted Christ, want to clarify, you believe in your heart, and you've confessed with your mouth, Jesus is King. Those are the people. When last? Have you led someone to the Jesus you love? It's nice inviting them to come to church. You need to do that. But when last have you sat next to them and say, hey, man, I just, I see you're hungry. I see you just, something's happening in your life. And all of a sudden the Spirit of God starts to work in. I see there's something happening in your life. Uh, is everything okay? Somebody said to somebody the other day, is everything okay? And no, not really, but can I introduce you to Jesus? When you, when you take that step of introducing somebody to Jesus, you will think you've died and gone to heaven. It's such fantastic news. You feel so lifted. You feel so strong. You feel, I have done what Jesus did for me. 
Because greater works will we do than he has done. Let me tell you this and then I'm going to pray. Jesus never led anybody to salvation. Think about that, all you theologians and wannabes. Jesus never led anyone to salvation. He fed them, he healed them. He did say salvation has come to your house, but he never led them into salvation because he gave his life for salvation. C3 Mumbai is a church in the heart of India's commercial capital where a diverse group of people brought together to worship God and to pass on the hope of salvation by grace that we freely received. For more information about C3 Mumbai, please visit our website c3mumbai.com or visit our Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram or tweet us on our handle at C3Mumbai. Hey, it's Ryan here. If you enjoyed this message and you live in Mumbai, we would love to meet you in person. Why don't you come along 11.30 a.m. Studio 10 at Famous Studios in Mahalakshmi.